Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. Can you I'm it old school? The only show that knows the sound of when doves cry. We lost Prince this week. Such a, it's, it's just a real kick in the gut that like the masterminds are going. Because you remember when Bowie died, I'm like, I kind of want him to be like Prince, where he has these vaults of music, and you know Prince has fucking He died amounts. in the studio. Yeah, so. like I said, he has massive amounts of music that he never released. He was so young. He's like 56, 57, I think. <sighs> and speaking of young deaths, this one hit a little too close to home. Was um, Michelle Nakamura, Patton Oswalt's wife. Um, Dead at 46? 46. Left behind Patton Oswalt, and I think she's like a six or seven year old? She's seven. Her name's Alice. Alice uh, Rigby, I believe, um, Oswald. That one hit a little too close to home because, yeah, she's under the radar, but not for people that have followed Patton for, Jesus, um, 15, 20 years, I mean. The bit that I most remember is when he's talking about predictive texts. He's talking about her texting him, I love you. And he accidentally texts back, I hate. You. I hate. No, not just I, anything, I hate. Not I hate you, just I hate. And that's the same bit where he, one, basically starts talking like an insane robot, and two, announces that they're expecting. That's true. Uh, mine would be when he talks about, like, starting to date her, and he talks about how he, like, comes home with, like, Chinese food to the, like, true crime show, and it's like, and the chest cavity was filled with semen, and the like, the blood led. Well, that was her job. The the school bus blood led back to the church. Um, but that that just kind of reminds me of the John Mulaney bit where he's talking about iced tea describing things on Law and Order. I don't know that bit. Um, um, he's talking about all the horrible things you can see on Law and Order Special Victims Unit, like in the middle of the day with no questions asked, like the victim had fecal matter and semen in their ear canal. But all the weird stuff that they edit out. Okay. Um, so, Rip Prince, um, but really our hearts go out to Patton, um, not that we're best friends, so Patton Oswalt uh, and his daughter uh, with their loss. Like, that, that one really did feel, I, I felt the weight on my chest on that one. Um, Prince, I just kind of went, huh. And shrugged. No, I was I was a little sad. Uh, yeah, Prince wasn't really that instrumental in my life. Um, I love Prince. Other than I so had I had the Batman soundtrack on cassette tape, but that's about as far as it goes. Prince was always so solidly himself, and unfortunately, like I said, his love life was not great. He was married, and they they had a child that only lived about a week because of a genetic defect. Uh, yep. And, and then the, she miscarried pretty shortly after that. Oh, did she really? Yeah. That they, I did not know. Like I said, they, they, was, they were expecting Because they divorced like a couple years after that. It was after she'd miscarried. Was it? After they lost their son. And like I said, she, they remained pretty close. But just losing a child destroyed both of them. As I would imagine it would. And I don't mean to sound that, like, sound glib about that. I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. You see that a lot in... Uh, miscarriages and um, it's loss just, of a child. Yeah, yeah, of of a loss of a child or a sudden infant death syndrome or the genetic genetic um, disorder. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he was a very prolific mentor of young talent. 
like so many people he mentored, so many young musicians he worked with constantly. Do I need to stop and do something? Nope. Nope. No. Just, I forgot I had that running in the background. Whoops. I was going to say, it's just like, you know, what now? You say, let's go crazy, I'll throw something at you. Oh, then I won't. Um, weirdly, my biggest impression of Prince was actually how uh, Boy George described him. Uh, as a midget dunked in a bucket of pubic hair and litter, uh, glitter. That seems about right. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, like I said, Rip Prince, but but Michelle Nakamura kind of hit us a little harder. Um, Would you like to know an interesting fact about Prince's son? Do you know what they named him? King? Boy. B-O-Y, yeah. So he's like Boy Rogers? Uh, no, he had a middle name. I'll have to look, up, look it up and see what it was. Like the cowboy? <laughs> Boy Rogers? You mean Roy, dickbag? Yeah, I do. Um, so enough of the sad shit. Um, if we're going to talk sad shit, let's talk about sad uh, pop culture crap. Uh, boy Gregor Nelson. Was his last name Nelson? Yeah, it was Prince I Rogers, it was Rogers Nelson. Rogers okay. is his middle name. Oh, okay. Because um, I know they all had like family names. Like Prince was like a family name, uh, or it was a, the stage name of his dad because his dad was like a jazz musician or something. Um, Deb, I know you don't watch it, but Orphan Black came back. Um, I'm an episode behind. Excited. I I love Clone Club. Hashtag Clone Club. Um, I'm a huge fan of Orphan Black. This one went. Uh, literally, the name of the episode was Back to the Beginning, and I love it. It went back to the backstory of the. First clone you see, Beth Childs, the the so cop, the one, that, the one that jumped in front of the yeah, train the that ignited everything yeah, with uh, everything. Mm -hmm. with Sarah, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I really like that they're going back to last season was very complicated with you had the clones from Lita, which were the female clones, and Caster clones, which were the male clones, yeah. Um, and it was very Byzantine. Um, or Byzantine. Um, it was very complicated. Um, which I didn't mind on when you get to like the, the like third, fourth season. Um, but they kind of went, let's eschew some of the mythology here and just go literally back to the beginning with Beth Childs and her whole thing. Because we've never really focused on her and what drove her to that suicide. So I'm 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 thrilled by the Orphan Black um, season premiere that delves into her and develops her. Um, also introduces a new clone, MK, or Dolly as they're calling her because she wears a sheep mask. Yeah. Which yes, admittedly is eyes wide shut creepy, but is kind of funny because she's a clone and they're calling her Dolly. Like okay, the I first get the clones. irony of yeah. that. It's just the the sheep mask. It's it's very eyes wide shut weird. Um, I, like I said, it, they're not as creepy as they used to be, but before the horse masks got really popular, they were a little bit creepy for a while there. Um, so I'm thrilled that Orphan Black is back. Um, I'm back in black. No, I'm just kidding. Because um, if I, you'll, we'll, if we do it, we have to do it like Axl Rose now. 
Exactly. Um, as we say on D20 Proof, hell reference. No, um, so I'm thrilled that Orphan Black is back and really functioning on a higher level, I think, in terms of writing and exploration than it did last season. I think last season was kind of pushing the plot along, whereas this season it looks like it's going to be character-driven, which I'm very excited about. Um, speaking of character-driven dramas, um, the Better Call Saul finale happened. I know you don't watch that as well. I do. Um, so we're just going to slam through a bunch of stuff that only I watch. <laughs> um, this season was an extremely slow burn. Um, it seemed like not a lot happened until you get to the end and you realize the consequences of everyone's actions. Um, Saul, or Jimmy, Jimmy fucking over his brother, his brother, I'm sorry, his brother fucked him over first, and his girlfriend, and then Jimmy went and fucked Chuck over, as retaliation for fucking over the girlfriend, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's, uh, Rhea Seahorn is, is the name of the actress, um, extremely slow burn, but huge, huge cliffhanger, but it's a very quiet cliffhanger. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Basically, Chuck, played by Michael McKean, uh, who is better called, like, uh, Saul Goodman's older brother. Yeah. Um, but Saul is still known as Jimmy. Jimmy McGill. Um, Jimmy! Jimmy! Dick move, Jimmy. Ba-la-la-la. Um, that's a callback to literally two years ago. Um, that Jimmy went and forged documents illegally to fuck over his brother, paid off the, like, pop copy guy, mm -hmm. um, and then Chuck goes to, like, confront the pop, pop, pop copy guy, um, which admittedly is the Kinkos of Dave Chappelle. Fuck him. That's why. But anyway, um, but like, you know, he goes to the, the, the Kinkos and, and goes like, I know my brother was here. And then his electromagnetic sensitivity fucks him up and he almost dies. And Chuck ends up kind of cajoling, not cajoling, he kind of emotionally manipulates Jimmy, Bob Odenkirk, um, to admit that he forged the documents to fuck him over. Mm. And was recording it. Ouch. Which, obviously, is not only criminal, but grounds for disbarment. Which, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Because we're watching Jimmy become... Saul. Saul Goodman. Except um, he's obviously not going to get disbarred. No, but it'll be interesting to see Chuck have that leverage on Jimmy. And what that's going to do. Especially because Jimmy and the girlfriend are opening their own law firm. And she said to him, like, it's two separate, two separate, like, practices. Yeah. You do things your way, because you're morally gray, and I'm not, but it's in the same, like, you know, office. Um, so it ought to be interesting to see how Chuck's blackmail leverage um, works out in the next season. Um, and you have... Uh, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Banks, who plays 
Mike Urban Trout. Uh, you know Jonathan Banks from um, Community. He was uh, the first teacher that came in after Chevy Chase left. Oh. Um, uh, David Cross's dad. Crap, what was his name? In Community? Oh, yeah. I couldn't no, tell No, the you. character's name. Because I, I just got to the second D&D episode with Brandon. There was a lot of laughter. Um, but uh, Jonathan... Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. But the actor, uh, Jonathan Banks, playing uh, Mike Urban Trout, the character, mm-hmm. that's actually been the most interesting uh, character arc in terms of how he gets involved with, like, the, like, drug cartels. Um, and it starts with him, like, basically manipulating a character into beating the shit out of him. Um... And then sending him to jail, and then they go, we're going to kill your grandkid um, unless you take the heat for some of this. And he's like, well, I have to. Um, He then robs the guy uh, (laughs) and then tries to kill him, which does not work. Um, It doesn't doesn't go well. Weirdly enough, the, the, it's, 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 um, what's the name of the character? It's, it's, the, the. Salamanco that's in the wheelchair in Breaking Bad, but in Better Call Saul, like, he's hale and hearty. Um, so you're kind of wondering, like, does Jonathan, like, does Mike Ehrmantraut really fuck him over to the point where he becomes, like, almost vegetative in a wheelchair communicating with a bell? Interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I think the next season is going to be huge in terms of getting Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman and getting Mike Ehrmantraut to where he was connected with the drug cartels in Breaking Bad. I think next season's going to be not a slow burn. I think... It's going to be pretty fast I, and hard. I, yeah. That sounded dirtier than I meant to So say. I got a kid. Um, <clears throat> but it was a slow burn this season. A um, lot of characters... Well, they're renewed, it, though, so... How can they not be? I mean, with the, the audience of Breaking Bad supporting them, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's a great show. Like, like I said, I, it's, it's a slow burn, and people need to realize that sometimes it's going to be plot-driven, which is, what you said, fast and hard, or sometimes it's going to be slow with character-driven stuff. Mm-hmm. This one was very character-driven. Um, I like it. Do you, do, you, do you watch it or not? No, I like character-driven stories, though. You'd like the second season of Better Call Saul. Well, I'd have to watch the first season first. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Kind of. Uh, you need to watch it first. Um, let's see. DCTV. That's always our go-to. <sighs> Two things happened. Um, one on, uh, for my notes. Uh, one on Flash, one on Legends um, of Tomorrow. Let's start with Flash. Were you really fucking confused by this episode? Yes, and then I read some things online and it made more sense. That, like, Earth 2 Hunter Solomon tricked Earth 1 Hunter Solomon into giving his life to, like, play Jay while he killed him with the vibrating hand trick. Like, I literally was like, which Earth is this fucker from? Because I'm pretty he's sure we're going to see like said, three or from, four. He's from Earth 2. I was going to say, he's, he's a serial killer. Yeah, he's, he's Hunter Solomon. He's killed, what, like, 32 people? Or whatever. When he was imprisoned. They still haven't told us who's in the Iron Mask yet. The only teaser is, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Which makes me think it's either Wally or Barry. 
But we saw Earth 2 Barry. Yeah. We didn't Fucking see, nerd. But we didn't see Earth 2 Wally. <laughs> However, I feel like he wasn't gloved and he was white. Okay. I mean, I could go back and look, but I feel like we saw Man in Iron Mask hands and he was he was white. Sweet Leonardo DiCaprio. Hot, hot off his Oscar win. From Titanic. The Revenant? No, no, no. Oh, you're right. Now I'm thinking of the Titanic Academy Awards when DiCaprio didn't win. I'm talking about when he did win. No, but he just did um, Man in the Iron Mask directly after Titanic. Oh, did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was his follow-up movie to Titanic was Man was in the really? Iron Mask. Yeah. Huh. Nerds. Any movie with D'Artagnan in it. Um, <clears throat> it's it given to me by the Queen of America. I'm I'm uh, Alexander Dumas fan. But anyway, um, <clears throat> enough lit nerd shit. Um, even though this would be the show where it would be showcased. Um, I, I, I was really confused. Um, I had to go back and kind of rewatch parts of it. Um, I like where Zoom's mask came from. The almost, like, Sons of the Lambs leather mask they put on him uh, to do the uh, electro-conducive uh, uh, therapy on him. The backstory they gave Solomon. Earth to Solomon. You mean. Oh my god. He's standing there, his dad's wearing the he, helmet, and he says, you're going to want to see, see this. this. And he puts the helmet on the kid, right? Uh-huh. And you're just like, and then oh shoots my her with god. A cer- what effectively would be a service pistol, which, Jesus. weirdly enough, it would take a long, not a long time, but knowing some amount of ammunition and... Um, well, honey, it's like the smothering person. It takes a lot longer to smother a person than they make you think on TV. But, like, they talk about, like, the whole, um, like, when you... Get shot in the stomach, like your own shit's poisoning yeah, you. Yeah, you die of sepsis. You don't die from the Correct. Wound. But like, being shot in the head with a service pistol, take it isn't instant. Like, it's not long, but it's not instant. Um, it, it was interesting. The way they kind of set up Zoom as a high-speed Edgeen. Um, but instead of collecting skin, he collects speed. He's, he's sewing a speed suit. He is, effectively, genetically. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Barry's not disconnected from the speed force anymore. They said, like, oh, he's slowing down, he's becoming human. That's bullshit. The speed force is an interdimensional thing. And no one was watching Wells. And no. Wells is always, like, dealing Wells with, like... Wells is always doing something. Something. So I think Wells has got, like, a spark and a vial somewhere. And going, okay, now we've got your loved ones out of the way. Let's reconnect you to the Speed Force, give you the Tachyon Accelerator, um, and send you after him. I did like, there was a moment, and it was quick enough that I talked to some coworkers who watched The Flash, and they didn't notice it. Um, did you notice that when Barry was wearing the, the Tachyon Accelerator, he goes, I can go faster, and he seems to like go into a wormhole and then come back out? Did you see that little weird blip? I did not. I'm wondering when they're actually going to touch on the fact that because he can go faster, he can also think faster? Because they haven't even touched on that in the slightest. I think they'll... Okay, I'm going to put a pin in that for a split second. Put a pin in it. Um, because when he goes through that wormhole and then comes back out, and he runs into Star Labs and goes, I'm back. And they go, yeah, you're here. And he goes, "Like that's not what I meant. That was his crossover with Supergirl. 
And I know that because I watched it. It was not great. Except for that joke where they say, like, they look like the cast of a CW show. Um, I'm not high-fiving it. It was bad writing. Generate. But, um, but that split-second blip, um, that was him going to the, that was the Supergirl, uh, crossover that happened, um, what, I think three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, Barry's not disconnected. Um, we haven't gotten to, yes, he thinks faster. I think we're gonna get into that. I, knowing Jeff Johns, um, and having read the Jeff Johns run of Flash, I think you're going to see that thinking faster thing come out either against Grodd or they're going to introduce the thinker. Um, guess what he does. Um, he sits like a statue and has a perfect ass. And his name's Jim Rodan. No. Um, nice. Thanks. Um, I... I think they'll eventually get into it. I don't think it's a high priority right now. I think we're still looking at physical fights with Barry. The same way that um, it didn't work in the first Hulk movie by Ang Lee. You wouldn't like me when I'm Ang Lee. Anyway. Um, Wish I could quit you. <laughs> said Nick Nolte to Eric Bana. Um, but... Like, there wasn't a physical threat to the Hulk. It was a metaphorical, figurative threat to the Hulk, which was horrible. But you see that in the Ed Norton version, like, they had the abomination. It's like, yes, you have an equal threat. Okay. A gamma-irradiated monster creature. Um, gamma radiation's harmless. It's not always harmless. No, it is not. Um, I don't know what you're referencing. I think that was Iron Man 2. No, it's the actual Avengers when uh, Fury is talking about gamma rays not always being harmless. That's Iron Man 2. When yes. they meet at the donut place? No, no, it's in the Avengers. Is it really? Because he sends uh, Scarlet after him and he's in India treating patients. That's right. Um, with Flash, you still have like... The I said Scarlet, I meant Black Widow. It's fine. Um... You still have, like, threats with speed, like, reverse flash, zoom. I think next season, yeah, it should be somewhat more cerebral. Um, whether it be Grodd or the Thinker, I think the Thinker would be really neat to do as a, as a huge arc. I can half-write it in my head, uh, which means Jeff Johns is going to... If he can, like, connect that whole brainstorm, Alan Moore idea of the... We're all thinking the same thing at the same time. Um, it's all collective consciousness. Uh, but like literal thought storms. If if uh, Jeff Johns can get a, a bit of my precipitation, then I think he'll precipitation. Be great. What did I say? You said precipitation. Yeah. You don't mean perception. No, it's a thought storm. <sighs> it's a rain joke. Legends. Thoughtful rain, thoughtful rain. No, okay. I have a half full can of beer here that I will. You're not going to throw, throw it at me. Yeah, because I don't want to clean it. Exactly. Um, it's not because I don't want to. Legends, it's I'm lazy. Legends of Tomorrow. Here are my two biggest things. One good, one bad. I'll start with the bad. Did you watch it? Nope. Okay. Well, they sent... Well, you saw the last episode where it's like... Oh, yes. They're sending the pilgrim to kill our younger selves. 
And they save younger Rory. And Which is they funny because they say the Pilgrim and I immediately imagine John Wayne. I'm going, I'm here to hey kill there, you, Pilgrim. pilgrim. Um, See, I'm here you, to time kill you. That's what you're going to think from now on. The hell I won't. Um, they send the Pilgrim back to kill their earlier selves. Now, it's Rory after he sets his first real fire and burns his family alive. Um, it's um, Sarah Lance when she's still alive, but before she's met the... Um, League of Assassins, and Ray before he becomes the Atom, I think are the three kind of big ones you see. And then they have the bright idea, we're just going to steal you guys as infants to protect you and take you to Temporal Anomalous Orphanage run by Rip Hunter's adoptive or could be literal mother. You never really get a sense on that one, but I think it's uh, I think it's figurative mother, adoptive mother, rather. Um, a, this causes so many paradoxes with them holding, like, their own infant selves. I'm like, have we all not seen Time Cop? You melt. Same space cannot contain the same matter at the same time. Yeah. Ron Silver showed us. Is it Ron Silver? It's Ron Silver, right? That's the bad guy in Time Cop, right? I have no idea. Did you not see Time Cop? No, we just haven't seen it in a really long okay. time. Hold on, I'll look it up. No, don't, don't. You're fine. You're fine. Don't, don't. Okay, don't. okay. Um, so paradox is galore, and the whole thing, like, if you steal yourself as an infant, then your significant others that Pilgrim used as leverage wouldn't remember you anyway because they would never met you because you were adopted as children mm -hmm. so they wouldn't be loved ones you know what i mean what okay so no no i i get it it's just not good yeah no it was really convoluted and i think it a really Ron silver by the way ah, yeah the bad guy from time cop yeah yeah um it it was really convoluted i i, I didn't like that aspect of it, especially now that they're going to have another, that that setup and payoff is basically another setup where they have to like return them to their own times to reset the, blah, blah, blah. once again, quoting the flash, time travel gives, gives me a me headache. headache. The one, the one good thing I did like is that they tricked the pilgrim who could, like, stop time within a localized area. Mm -hmm. Like, in case she's attacked by Heat Wave, Captain Cold, Firestorm, White Canary, Rip, shooting the gun. Like, an Atom shooting his, whatever, Iron Man repulsor beams. Um, that's what he is. He's tiny Iron Man. Um, that the, the pilgrim stops all this and doesn't notice that when um, Rip Hunter had said, like, I'll give you my younger self in exchange for all of their loved ones, right? Yeah. I forgot to mention that part. And that when she's stopping all of the localized time and the energy attacks and she's like, ha ha ha, she doesn't see young Rip walk with a fucking knife and start shanking her. Shank, 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 shank. And, yep, and fucking distracts her enough <laughs> that, like, <laughs> there you go. He just starts fucking shanking her and then... That distracts her enough that they get, 
White Canary gets young Rip out of the way. Um, it's revealed that his first name is Michael. Mm-hmm. Getting closer to that whole booster gold thing. Um, but, like, that Rip Hunter was pretty much just as ruthless as a 10-year-old as he is as a 30-year-old. Which is what yeah. I'd expect from Rory Pond. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. Is that your knee? No, it was my hip. God, you're like a German shepherd. Um, my hip popped? Yeah, they get hip dysplasia. Pretty much all purebreds do. Are you implying you're a purebred? Because I think that might be a bit... What other DC do you want to talk about? I, uh, like, that was I'm, it. I'm not up Ar- on Gotham. Arrow's not... Arrow's like, off for a couple weeks. And uh, iZombies have their finale. Yep, we're done. I mean, we get season three. I wanted to talk about the fact that Marvel has pulled one of their movies from the slate. Which one? Inhumans. No. Yeah. Marvel pulled the Inhumans yesterday from their slate. Interesting. And they have given no other release date for it. They're kind of hinting towards the fact that Indiana Jones 5 was slated to open a week after it. Yeah, but that's going to open a week after it. But like I said, no, they, they pulled Inhumans from their slate. We've got enough Inhumans in terms of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we're going to talk about. Um, great segue. Absolutely. But um, talk more about like them. Well, why, I, no, why, do no. think, why do you think they pulled Inhumans? I don't think that there's enough interest in it. And yeah, they've gotten the good build on the Inhumans and Shield. But well, and the thing is, the release date was like um, July twelfth, two thousand nineteen. So it's not that's, like they didn't have time for the. It's build. a lot of wiggle room. It's a lot of wiggle room. What is it? It's not that they canceled the movie. They just pulled the release date and haven't announced a new one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Doctor Strange 2? Already? I'm hoping. No, they, they haven't released anything new. Like I said, they just pulled the release date and haven't announced anything new. I, I don't... Yeah, no, I, I don't really have any other... Yeah, like I said. I think they're going to sub in... I think by... At, what, what they're basically too. saying, I don't think they're going to sub anything in. Because I think that Disney is going to give Indiana Jones a chance to thrive. Oh, that's right. They brought Lucas, right? Yes. So that's all the same thing. No, Disney, Marvel, and Lucas, it's all the same studio. I think they're giving Indiana Jones 5 some more room to breathe to make some more money and just delaying the Inhumans until they can find somewhere else to stick it. Okay. That sounded dirty. Well, as long as the Inhumans don't stick it in Indiana Jones. Right. <laughs> Unpleasant. Uh, speaking of Inhumans, on S.H.I.E.L.D., you find out that Hive, played by um, Brett Dalton, who plays um, Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just keeps getting creepier. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, you find that he infected one of the Inhumans on the Secret of... Uh, not Secret Avengers. Secret Warriors. Which you see the team finally happen. Actually, that was the name of last week's episode was... Warriors. The team. No, oh, the, it's team. the team. Um, that you f- see the secret warriors come together. Um, Yo-Yo, the guy who can melt metal, uh, Lincoln, and Daisy. Um, who Mac keeps calling Tremors, but we know in the comics gets codenamed Quake. Because um, she likes oatmeal. Uh, that was a joke. Quaker joke? I was, no? I was okay. ignoring you. Yeah, it was a really bad one. Um, 
Then you find out at the end of the episode, really quick setup and payoff, on which of the Inhumans that Hive infected is Daisy. Why wouldn't it be with the weird pseudo-sexual tension between Ward and Daisy? He put his little guys in her. Like, come on. That's... No, I'm sorry. That's why I was giggling, because they've always had this weird chemistry between the two of them. And they have. I mean, it's... From day one. And they're... I mean, there's great chemistry between the actors, um, but when they talk about, like, I'm kind of shipping... I'm not allowed to say shipping things to Lizzie. But you know what I mean? Like, that, like, Ward and, and Daisy were kind of, like, star-crossed lovers, so to speak, with you know, one being after, an inhuman and so one being a Hydra. After he his brother and became Hydra and infected her, they were totally going to get together. Well, now he could, like, make her do anything a la Purple Man, so... Or Kelgrave, as you know him. Daisy! Smile. Oh, um, oh, God, I feel dirty just having to listen to that. If he just wouldn't use this fucking Tenth Doctor accent, I would have been a little better. Um, you don't but talk no, so about the Purple Man like that. It, it'll be interesting to you. see what happens He'll that lick you. when they... Ugh, God. Yeah, exactly. That was, like, the first, like, what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of that yeah, episode? Yeah, because she's on the subway, and she kind of dozes for a second. He no, he licks her in, her in her office. But he's in her ear, and she, uh, he's in her ear, not sexually. No, she's on the train when the lick, the lick incident no. happens. No, it's in the office when she's, like, passed out drunk. Because he goes, Jessica, like, in her ear, and she turns around and punches the window, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's on the train. Yeah, but he doesn't lick her. He licks sure? her when she's yeah, because her head is her head is her head is down when he licks her in the uh, in the office. This is all sounding horrible. I'm gonna need to go back and see exactly when he licked her. David Tennant likes Kirsten Brenner. Um, so no, it ought to be interesting to see kind of the the once again set up payoff into another setup in terms of that Hive has infected Daisy. Okay, which I get, but like I said, since they pulled the Inhumans and not given us a release date, it gives him, what, four years to build to a plot to that movie from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Which I think it's plenty of time for them to figure out where it's going to go. Um, not only in S.H.I.E.L.D., but in... No, in the universe. In, yeah. the, in the MCU. Yeah, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um... The question is, are the Inhumans from S.H.I.E.L.D. going to be in Inhumans, or is it going to be focused on the royal family with Medusa, Black Bolt, and hopefully, fingers crossed if you're a comic book nerd, Lockjaw. Well, here's the thing, though, is that when they announced the Inhumans The giant Inhumans teleporting movie, Inhuman dog. Like I said, here's the thing with the Inhumans movie, though, is when they announced it to the slate, they also announced that um, The Rock was already attached. No, Vin Diesel. Is it Vin Diesel? Are you sure it's not The Rock? It's, uh, Rock is tied up in DC, because he's going to be Black Adam. You're right. Um, Vin Diesel is supposed to play Black Bolt, which is a genius move in terms of, he's the voice of Groot, how do we not confuse children, give him a character who doesn't talk. Because <laughs> Black Bolt doesn't talk, his voice is like a powerful weapon. A whisper could destroy a mountain, as they say. 
You know, like Alanis Morissette. You know. Anyone who's not already dead or a evangelical being, cover your ears. I was going to say dogma, but yeah, they'll just let you awkwardly quote. Dogma. I was quoting dogma. Yes, I know. What the fuck is that? What the fu- Who the fuck is she? What the fuck happened to that guy's head? Yeah. Um, I am interested to see, uh, speaking of which, um, the, the, the episode of Flash that Kevin Smith directed, because apparently Jason Mewes plays one of, like, Zoom's Gimp Warriors? Like, what? Have you seen the costume he's in? No. He's a Gimp Warrior. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, so that's S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Deb, you've watched it. I have not. I'm not all the way through it oh, yet. Oh, you watched most of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, didn't you? I have. You I'm, got to drunk Tina Fey as her therapist. I have. And? And I love that drunk Tina Fey's therapist, blackmails sober Tina Fey's yeah. therapist. Um, I like there's like a Jekyll and Hyde vibe there. No, it's an absolutely Jekyll and Hyde vibe. And have you gotten to the episode where she tries to get her to quit drinking yet? No. Damn it! I just got to the, I'm on the episode where... I really want you to finish watching this season so we can talk about... Her, her therapist says she should talk to her mother, so she's talking to Titus's picture of Gina Davis... That he stole from a dry cleaner oh while God, his back was turned. Your yet. Nope. Okay, first half of the season. So she's working in the Christmas store. Yep. Her boss is creepy. Her boss is great. No, no, her boss is great. Just everything about his appearance is so off-putting. Is so yeah, absolutely. Like he does look exactly like a little elf doll, except real people-sized. Dan, he is weirdly androgynous on that first time you see him. Yeah, like I said, and so she goes to try and help. Jacqueline. Or Jackie Lynn, depending on... Like I said, no, I'm I'm like, Jane's name. Yeah, Jacqueline, who, one, I love her doing the electric slide as the corn dance in the field. Oh, with that girl calling her a white idiot in Navajo or whatever it is. Like I said, so she's back out on the reservation with the police car that she stole and the raccoon that died in the back. From heat stroke. And she ends up getting locked in there again after she kind of, basically, her parents tell her she doesn't really belong here anymore, so she needs and to she go... she has a vision quest. Like I said, she goes and has the vision quest, having heat stroke in the back of the police car that she steals. Which I love, and I, I really like... There, Unfortunately, I think you haven't gotten there yet. There's a few episodes where her character just doesn't appear in much, which sucks. Like, you might not have gotten there yet. But yeah. There's a few episodes that just aren't real focused on her story, but they get back to it by the end of the season. Okay. But I love her going back to set up the charity organization and basically setting up an entire front of how much money she has. Yep. The loft with all of the empty boxes and the <laughs> her sleeping on the air mattress past, yep. uh, past the plastic. And uh, I was going to say, I love all of it. Her trying to set up a charity called the Turtle Island Charity? Turtle, yeah. Turtle Islands. Turtle Islands Charity, which I that love. That she steals away from that blonde that's from True Blood. Oh, she's the, the alpha... Alpha Queen, yeah. Their rivalry is hilarious. Oh my god, the girl that plays the actual rival? Yeah. The one that plays the Queen where it's like... The one from True Blood whose name is Anna I, Camp? Sure. No, but, like, I think she, it's Anna Camp. Uh, Hold on, give me a moment. She plays the, the Newell, uh, uh, Revan Newell's uh, wife, who's a moron in, in both Kimmy Schmidt and... I'm right, it's Anna Camp. Anna Camp. Um, um, she's in Pitch Perfect. She's in True Blood. She's been in a lot of stuff. But yeah, she's really come up recently. 
It's just um, a, a but great, like the fact that like she goes she goes in and out of like the smartest dumbest things you've heard. Well, it's one of those things where she's an incredibly smart woman, but she hasn't been stimulated much, and she's completely attached to status symbols. So she goes back and forth between a rivalry and being satisfied and not feeling anything. It's that scene when uh, they have their. Um, what is it? They have their uh, fundraisers at the same time, and she starts. That's whack. after she has no expression for them lowering the kids into the sewer to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and don't let when Kimmy lifts the, Kimmy Schmidt lifts the mantle, and they go, "She shouldn't be able to do that." Um, I loved it, but uh, there's that like point where like it seems like Jane Krakowski's character Jacqueline like seems to get one over on the Queen Blonde. Girl. I don't remember what her character's name is. The actress's name. I, I can't. I, yeah. Yeah. And she starts, like, laugh-crying. And you realize that, like, she's hurt socially, but she's got that, like, that rivalry, that, that like, intellectual uh, stimulus to her. At some point earlier in the series, she's like, oh, I just had twins yesterday. I'm disgusting. Oh, yeah, no. Like, oh, yeah. God, so awkward. No, that's when um, Jane Krakowski realizes that they're... Uh, Fundraisers are on the same night. Because she goes in for oh, the a... The whole sting thing with, oh, we didn't even talk about Amy Sedaris yet. And we're getting there. Amy Sedaris as Mimi, I'm in she love with... She could have her own fucking show. It would be a great spinoff. I didn't know she was in the season, and to have her like suddenly come in and just make... I mean, she steals the show. The way that Jane Krakowski um, stole the show last season... Amy Sedaris steals Which the show say this Ellie season. Ellie Kemper is not a strong lead. Oh, no, she's they, a great lead. Or, 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 or Titus. What, I can't um, think of what his real name is. Titus Andronicus? Uh, well, it's, his real name is actually Titus. Um, I can't think of his actual last name, but the guy who plays Titus Andromedon. Um, or was it uh, Ronald Wilson? Yeah, or, I think that's, I think that's was, his was real his name. Was his straight name? Yeah. Um, I'm... I love Amy Sedaris. Um, I mean, I've loved her since, like, Strangers with Candy. Um, I, if you ever read any of David Sedaris's books... And you realize that one of his sisters No, is, when he's talking about her, it's hilarious. He oh, tells yeah. a story about how she's always just wanted to be other people. Mm -hmm. He tells a story about her imitating a friend of their parents, who was an art gallery owner, and calling their dad telling their dad that she wants to hook up with him because her marriage is falling apart. <laughs> And this is, like, at age 10 as yeah. a prank. And so her dad basically tries to keep setting this woman up with other people because he's not interested. And she doesn't admit to the prank until, like, 15 or 20 years oh, later. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like... That's so... The Sedaris has played the long game on, on that kind of stuff. She's also the one that... He tells the story of them being on the subway together and her getting off two stops before him and saying, good luck fighting the rape charges, David, and walking off. And him having, like, to uncomfortably try and explain what's happening to everyone else on the crowded subway car. Especially because he goes, it's my sister. Hold on, that's worse. Like, yeah. Um, like I said, he's always described her as always being more comfortable playing someone else than being herself. Which I think she well, hopefully has grown about, out of that. But. Well, he talks about a specific time when all of them were coming home and she spent, like, almost the entire time wearing the bottom half of a fat suit. And being in character. Yeah. yeah. But Amy Sedaris as Mimi oh, God, is she's so funny. fucking hilarious. The, 
the episode where they have the fundraisers at the same time. And, uh, no, no, the episode where... She goes, you, go stand in the closet. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> like, just closes it. No, the episode where they're going to her ex-husband's wedding to his new yep. wife. And she shows up, and she's there with somebody else. That Jacqueline tried to hit on, yeah. And but she's... Decided not to go for, yeah. she's like, Well, because she's off limits. Because of Julian. She's been blacklisted socially. Yeah. I was going to say, it's just one of those things where she shows up and she totally shuns her until, you know, Kimmy shows up and they think she's there with her hot new lesbian girlfriend. And she goes, Jacqueline's my new best, uh, Jacqueline's my best friend. Like. I burned through that in two days and it was fantastic. It's when she's like passed out on the couch during the. Oh God. The the, prologue episode. No, it's, it's fake Christmas. Yes, but you don't know that on the first no, episode. you have no idea what's happening. And they're, they're like, why is Mimi here? And she's like, <laughs> Jacqueline took the old lady to the movies and I think the black guy's dead. <laughs> when you finally get the payoff on Fake Christmas. Oh, there's so much more you haven't even got to. I know. I, I really need you to finish watching so we can talk I'm about everything. three episodes. Well, you know what? Like, if Vinny would have sh- wouldn't have shown up at the bar... I would have watched it. Oh, I'm this. sorry. You had to have delightful company and conversation. Yeah, that's Fair what enough. I thought. Awkward duck face. I'm doing the Jim Jeffries face. I haven't done that in a while. Um, no, um, I have to say, however, it's really interesting because at the end of the series, a bunch of things happened that they had to fake because Ellie Kemper is pregnant now. Did John, John Hamm actually cameo on some of the episodes? Like, the one yeah. where they yeah, talk about, like, him flipping the eyes and mouth thing to look I don't know if he's in that, but he's in at least one episode this season. Okay. Because they totally do a bombshell cliffhanger on the last episode. Bombshell? Bombshell. Like, it's giant. Okay. But like I said, no, I don't know if that, it wouldn't shock me if it was him with the eyes, mouth, switch thing. Okay. But yeah, no, he's in, in at least one episode. Okay. Maybe more than that, because I think he might do a voice thing for something else. I think he's, yeah. I think he at least did, like, voice for something. But like I said, no, he's in at least one episode this season. I'm excited for you to see the others. And luckily, they do have a big gap, because like I said, Ellie Kemper was um, about one or two months pregnant at the very end of the series. Well, that's not bad. And now she has, like, the very visible baby bumps, so when they actually start filming again, I was going to say she'll probably be back to her normal figure. Or her post She just had twins. I look disgusting. I just had twins. Um. And. And, um, reading the Night Vale novel. I haven't. It's not that I hated it, it's that it was so overstuffed. Um, I think my initial reactions, and I was talking to you about this off air earlier, uh-huh. it seems that there are parts of it that were written by. Craner and parts of it that are written by Fink. Well, the thing is, it's and that's really very left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, so it seems oddly repetitive. Okay, I think that's my bitch it. about the first third of the book because once you get past that, when the the two main characters finally intersect, which I haven't gotten to, everything goes so much quicker and more smoothly. But okay. it's just it's <sighs> until that happens, yeah. And the thing is, they, they, they come into contact a few times before they really kind of join their journeys. 
Okay. Like, they'll cross paths two or three times before their journeys really intersect. But, oh. yeah. It's, oh, I said it before. I could do without the first third of that book. However, you had a very satisfying moment happen. I did. I had to wait for 153 pages. But? But it happened when you finally meet John, uh, John Peters. You know, you know the farmer. farmer. He farms invisible corn, right? And that door. Um, once again, I love the fact that if you don't know the podcast, you can get sucked into this world. Um, it'd be harder, but they still do have those nods where if I loan this to my mom, she would go, okay, so John Peters is a farmer and we go, John Peters, you know, know. the The farmer. farmer. And she would just look at me, and I'm like, once again, you have, like, a hundred hours, or fifty hours, of actual audio to back up this book before you even get to the book. Um, But they don't, I like that they really skip over a lot of, they go, oh, the whole thing with the taco plates of the time traveler. Great. It doesn't take that much away from when you're reading it. But if you did listen to the podcast, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think are on episodes I haven't listened to yet. Because I was a little confused by the Taco Place Time Traveler thing. Um, they apparently have great food. That's what the book says eventually. Um, I'm just glad that 153 pages in, I finally meet John Peters. You know, the okay. farmer. And I was... Itching to see, like, if they do that in print, and they did, and it's like watching a Fantastic Four movie just waiting for the thing to say, like, it's clobbering time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just waiting for that trademark. It was really satisfying. It was, it was like in 21 Jump Street, when he said, Jump Street, 35 Jump Street. Wait, that's not right. It was like finally seeing, uh, the... Johnny Depp, I guess, in that one. I don't well, know. Well, that was way late. Yeah. But no, so I'm, I'm so glad to have, like, kind of a weird character introduction slash closure all at the same time. Um, but I'm really enjoying the book. Um, I did slow down reading it because I'm reading the last two books of Chew. Okay, uh, I get that you're doing that, but now that you've, you're you're almost through what I'd like to call the thrill-lighted need, so. Of Night Vale? Yes. I've got theories about what I think the two main characters' connections are, because Jackie keeps seeing a blonde guy over and over again, and Diane keeps seeing Troy over and over and over theories. again. Go ahead. They're the same person. The blonde... Excuse me, the blonde guy and Troy. Mm-hmm. And that Diane and Jackie are connected temporally, I guess I'll say. What do you mean? One is a weird, eternal, younger version of the other. Nope. Okay. So I'm way off on that one. Mm-hmm. Great. You're not wrong about the blonde man and Troy, though. Well, I figured because they can remember what they looked like, whereas the man with the the deerskin suitcase, the tan suit, the deerskin suitcase. That's, well, she calls him Evan, but I don't think that's his real name. 
Evan is the man with the tan jacket and the deer skin. Shut the face. fuck up. <sighs> Red shirt. I'm trying to think what else I did this week. I've been watching... Spoil Night Vale the novel for oh, me? Oh, God, no, there's so much other shit there. That's not even close to the spoiler. Girl, you don't even know. Snap. Um, I've been watching a lot of White Collar. Crime, or just the show? show? The show White Collar, which is all about White Collar crime. Mostly oh. about art theft and forgery. Okay. Um, it's over now. I think there's six seasons. Highly enjoyable. Like I said, it's, it's a good binge. It's kind of in, like, the same vein as, like, Chuck... And the lead, Matt Bloomberg, very, very attractive, but super gay. Like, he's not on the show, but in real life, he gay. He real gay. Um, what else did I do this week? Mostly just worked. A crazy amount. Thanks, hockey. That's it for Richard? I'm trying to think. Hold on, let me look at my phones. Um, they've made an announcement that the next season of Bones is going to be the last season. That show's still on? Yes. I thought the last season was the last season. No. They're doing a tenth season, and I think it's an abbreviated tenth season, wow. tenth season and they're done. Uh, what else? All the things. Lucifer got picked up for season two. We already talked about this. Um... There's a giant chair that I want because it'll make me look like a super villain. What chair is made for a Boeing uh, 737 engine. Let's see. The super villain mm, chair? No. You don't need it? No. Let's see what else has happened. Um, I started listening to the second book in the Sandman Slim series, which I need to make you listen to. I'm really enjoying it. I'm like less. I'm back listening to it. I'm going to read it. I'm like, well, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. So I'm like maybe five chapters into it and I'm really liking it. At this point, the main character is being vaguely forcibly employed as a bodyguard for Lucifer while he's in L.A. and it's awesome. It does sound very much like Dante Kindness. You'd really like it. I think you'd, I think you'd really like it. Um, one more check and I think we're done. I've been reading a lot of fan theories on what's going to happen on Game of Thrones. Is Jon Snow the new Winter King? Is that a thing? Did I say that Nobody right? Nobody said that yet. But it's... But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right, right. Like I said, nobody said that yet. However, I've been reading some of the um, backstories, which are a little bit more glossed over in the books, because I read the books. Mm -hmm. There are so many really crazy, fucked-up backstories in Game of Thrones. Well, and one of the characters who's dead... Um... I say you, he did. Is coming back. And he was like the one character who could control the dead. Okay. Does that sound right? I don't I don't watch Game of Thrones. I haven't watched it since season two. Um uh, other red shirts. I read an article on uh, the website Dorkly that I really like. Mm-hmm. And it was six times the Justice League episodes gave us the feels. Yeah, it was pretty bad. What does that mean? Um, do you remember when I sent you that article about all the uh, Batman Animated Universe episodes that totally just, like, completely stomped on your heart a little? It's the same type of thing. So they're talking about the, the Justice League episodes that did that sort of thing. And they're talking about the episode where 
it's it's Superman's birthday, and he gets everything that he wants. So they have the, it's the for the man who has the, everything. Yeah, it's the storyline from um, what was it called? It's like the little flower. Heart thing. of Mercy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The Heart of Mercy. Yeah, that episode that attaches to Superman. And so and then, like I said, so he's on Krypton, married with his son, and it's just fucking horrible. Sod. Like I said, gives you all the feels. Um, the Solomon Grundy episode where he's a little bit more lucid and it's him and Hot Girl. And she has to kill him. Yes. Like I said, they're talking about all the episodes that give you the feels. She calls, he calls her like Bird Nose or something. She's like, yeah, just Bird Nose. And then like, basically pulls a Negan and smashes his skull with her fucking... The episode where the Flash and... is having a drink with, uh, I was going to say the Trickster when he's off his meds. You, you know all Did these... you even realize you were wearing the suit, Jesse? And he goes, no, yeah. oh, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the, the the pinnacle hot girl episode where she loses everything. Like, she uses her home, her team, her boyfriend, like, everything. The uh, Star-Crossed episode three, I believe. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like I said, she loses her fiancé, she loses her boyfriend, she loses the team, she loses her home planet. Yeah. Uh, she ends up hanging out with, um, what's his name, uh, Dr. Fink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hold on, I think there's one more. But like I said, I read that article and I'm like, damn it, they did give me the feels. Oh, when they're talking about Martian Manhunter's origin story. What, Dr. Erdell? Uh, it's the one where he goes back to Smallville with Superman. And he starts okay, singing the Martian like Christmas song. That was something. Hold on. See, Jean, well, it's like Jean, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Once lived a Martian, uh, I was going to say, once a happy Martian living a happy Martian life until the invasion. They're talking about, quote, the white blood cell looking assholes. They're sentient parasites known as the uh, Imperium. Yeah, they never got into the Imperium. but it, This happens in Justice League. I know. Like I said, no, this episode where basically everyone's frozen. His loved ones are completely gone, but he had a full life and a family. And he's completely alone forever with those dickwads from the Justice League. He found a family within them. Same with Shaira, a pot girl, um, by the end of the whole series. Uh, which, I mean, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, it's, what else it's, you got? No, no, the, I'm just saying it's that... that you're like, wow, sometimes the animated universe is a lot more willing to give you the Just feels. stab you in the childhood, yeah. Right in the childhood. Stab, stab, stab. Uh, do we have any corrections? Uh, no. You have a social contract. I do, but I also have a porn star of the week. It's not China, is it? No, that'd be weird. We also lost her. Um... Though I did have a conversation with a client, or a guest, about if you were to have sex with her, I'm pretty sure her sitting on my face would be off the table. Like, that would be kind of a prerequisite. Because she's like uh, Famke Jensen in the um, Golden Knight. I'm oh, pretty with the sure, really strong legs. Got yeah, I'm like, okay, pretty sure no, she could no. like, suffocate me or kill me with her thighs. No, got it. Not because they're big, just because she's strong. Correct. I totally thought you were making a bad joke for a second. Oh, no, 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 just because no, she's strong, not because she's big. Got it, sorry. Well, she had to take Triple H's dick for a while. I mean, 
Because they were they were actually dating before he ended up with. They were engaged. I don't know if they were engaged. No, they were they were that were they? serious. And, and then, then he ended up marrying uh, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Because I have friends who are wrestling fans. Um, Thanks, Rob. Not Rob. That was a joke. Thanks, Scott. Big head. Um, How are you in two scoops? Not that, Scott. That was a joke. So, social contract asshole. Oh, my words are of the week. Uh, Bela Bay, who's not my usual thing. So she doesn't do POV. No, actually, I, well, she might. I don't. I don't. I didn't look at all of her videos. Um, but kind of petite, Asian with a like a Betty Page. What do they call that? A a cut or it's an A line cut. It's a little bit higher in the back and longer in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's called an A-line cut, and that is not even vaguely Betty Page. What am I thinking of, then? The, the, what Charlotte had for a while. It's an A-line cut with bangs. Sure. Not my usual thing, if I can quote uh, Captain Hammer on that one. But I liked it. Because she did the weird stuff? We do the weird stuff. Um, you kind of... I asked for that. Yeah, that kind of prompted me. me on that one. No, that one's on me. Uh, no, so uh, Bella Bay, B E L L A B A E. Um, obviously a bit of a millennial uh, porn star. Really, because her last name's Bay. Bay. Um, got a great scene where she's fucked in the bathroom. Not like a gross. You bathroom. remember the name? Of what? Was it on a movie or was it just a scene? It was just a scene. What should people Google if they want to look at it? Bella Bay, comma bathroom. Ew, that might go. Yeah, up you and I stuff. both just made faces at that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like she's like getting fucked in a truck stop, truck stop bathroom. It's like a That's a bathroom in a high end apartment. I think we're done here. Okay. Um, app of the week. I meant to talk about it a while ago. I think I mentioned a while ago I've always been interested in the Zombies Run app. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually do have a freemium version, which is not bad. Uh, most of their missions last about 45 minutes to a half hour, and once you go through all of them, you have to wait a week to unlock the new one unless you pay for it, but it's still actually a pretty entertaining story. Okay. Like I said, because you'll know, and they don't like set your path or your pace or anything like that. You just have to keep moving and you'll listen to like music that you're playing and then they'll cut in when they have like story bits to tell you. Okay. Because it's actually pretty interesting. I actually like it a lot. I do like their freemium version. And they're on what they refer to as season four. So they've been doing it for I want to say about four years now. So they have over two hundred. What's the in that purchase price on that? I think it's like two ninety nine for That's a month bad. and like something super cheap for a year. No, it's it's very affordable. Two ninety nine is what I pay for when I play Dragon Soul well, for my for my monthly My bitch is that their stuff is about a half hour to forty five minutes and they only have about two hundred missions and considering that when I go out I normally go through two to three or four missions at a pop, I'll go through all the missions they have pretty yeah. quickly. Okay. Which it, it's fine. Like I can build up my little township and stuff like that with all of the equipment that I earn. But it's more that I like the story they're telling me. So it's like I'm going to get through all of their story pretty quickly. 
I'm not a huge fan of like building towns, like the the resource no, building no, games. You, like I you don't, don't have to do that at all. It's just an added measure to the game. Yeah. Like you could just do it for the story, but like I said, they're only so far in. So if you pay for it and get to the end, you just have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mistakes I made this week. So you know how we've talked about them making pretty much making everything in the entire world into a porno. No, but sure. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. If you thought about it, somebody's made a porn about it. There's a magazine dedicated to it. I'll give you that. So they made a Bob's Burger porno. Which I've never seen. But I was looking... Liar! No, I actually haven't. Why? Haul. One, I'm not big on actually watching porn ever. Two, haul. Somebody had a cover of that... I mean, sorry, a cover of that up online, and I was trying to show it to a friend, and I made the mistake of searching Bob's Burger porn cover and then putting image search. I can't unsee that. I can't unsee any of that. That was a giant mistake. <laughs> so many horrible things. Um, I guess don't do an image search. Mistakes you make this week. I don't. It, it's going to be included in a um, social, uh, no, social contract? contract asshole. Feel free. Social contract asshole. We haven't done one of these in a while. Well, because in general, it's don't be a dick. Deb, you talked to me off air last uh, week, so mm -hmm. you know this story. I think you might have some insights in it as we go. I went to a bar that I've been going to for, what? Two, three years? Oh, God. It was the change in staff. Now, hold on. You're getting ahead of it. You're, yeah, don't bury the lead. But, like, how long have I been going to that bar? Not that long, actually. Oh. Like, maybe a year and a half. I go there to edit these episodes, as I will after this. And eat something. Yes. And I sit at the bar, and I get my laptop out. As you do. All of a sudden... No, here's the thing, though. No, don't... Hold on. All of this can be explained away by the fact that the owner is fucking crazy. And I don't mean, like, regular bartender. I mean, Okay, right now listeners are wondering crazy. what you're talking about. So let me, <laughs> let me get to it. The owner's a dick bag. So I sit down. Sit at the bar, like I've done for at least a year and a half. Get up my laptop, and the new bartender goes, I'm sorry, you can't have your laptop on the bar. And I went, I'm sorry, did I walk in to drink in Nazi Germany? What's going on? And apparently, someone had their laptop on the bar, booze got spilled on it, and that dickhole decided to try to sue the bar over his destroyed laptop. Now, in terms of that, in, in if I get up my laptop at a bar, not at the table, but like at the bar, I take personal responsibility that I might spear beer on it, someone else might spear beer on it. Did you just say spear beer on it? I might. Wow. Now that Shut just up. happened. I take personal Accountability yeah. in terms and responsibility of my physical properties in this establishment. 
I'm sorry, dickhole didn't. I'm not going to sue you. I don't want to find a new place to go after we record this just so I can sit at the bar. I like sitting at bars. I, 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 the tables I have, are not a, a... Yeah. I have a bunch of follow-ups for this. One, you should sit at the table because you're a lot more likely to hear near a outlet. True. Two, I did not care for the bartender that day. I did not like her attitude at all. She's you know new. What? She's said, new, so you, she's hard-assed. Like I said, no, it wasn't that at all. I... It was that she wasn't enthused to be there. Like, she basically got forced into the shift. Also, her boss was there, so she had to force it. Hey, I'm going to need to give you some background on this boss. This is the dude that refused to get free Wi-Fi into t until 2014. That's how cheap he is. Also, he still changes the Wi-Fi password every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. That's how cheap and unbelievably out of touch he is. The dude's crazy. I know. And she had to put up with him. Admittedly, I didn't like her attitude in the slightest. But... No, you came up to me after that, like, at the bar and kind of caught a bit of the attitude on that one, didn't you? Yeah. Like I said, I didn't like her attitude in the slightest. However, I'm pretty sure most of that responsibility rests on how her manager, i.e. boss, was handling her. Also, that for a year and a half, her predecessor wasn't enforcing that rule. Now, her predecessor wasn't enforcing that rule because of something I'm pretty sure both of us have done, which is building a regular client base. That is how you make money. Also, much like a parking lot, the owner accepts responsibility. Here's the thing is, I bet you anything that somebody either threatened to sue or tried to sue and it got thrown out immediately and the yeah. owner completely overreacted. Because they don't want to be put in that position again, which, well, no, I, understand, which I understand. I bet you it was a nuisance lawsuit that he basically had to spend zero money on, but because of knowing who he is and how he runs his business, he lost his mind. That I have no insight in whatsoever. Well, I have so much. But bottom line, social contract asshole. Don't be a dickbag. Don't be a dickbag if someone puts a laptop on the bar as an owner. And B... Don't be a dickbag if you put your laptop on a bar and something happens to it. Take that responsibility on both sides of it. Hmm? Mm. No, I'm thinking like... We can play devil's advocate on this. No, I no, absolutely I, I nothing can. like that. I was just thinking, I was putting myself in that situation, and if there was a drunk moron next to me, I probably would put my laptop away and move. Like, if it was, like, that drunk where I'm, like, I'm yeah. worried about my shit? Yeah, like I said, it's, like... Absolutely. Dude, accidents happen. Accident, accidents absolutely happen. Like, maybe somebody accidentally spilled something on my laptop. But I got out my laptop and assumed like I said, the if, responsibilities. If the person next to me was that drunk that I was worried about my shit, I'd put it away and move. Or not, just not sit there. Pretty much. So Take what, care of your no, shit. So what we're saying is personal accountability? Absolutely. Take some responsibility in your actions. Ownership, bitches. Really? Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!